Welcome to the Crux Podcast and Sermon of the Week. For more information about the Crux Ministries and Summit Church, please visit us at summitsanmarcos.com. We are starting tonight um, uh, one of my favorite series of the of the year. I don't know what annual it is, but we do this every single year. We are starting our series on relationships. Wow, I thought I'd get more than that. Okay. <laughs> We're talking about relationships for the next couple weeks, right? We're going to go through, yes. We're going to cover all the relationships, right? No, so we're going to talk about being single. How do you be single? How do you do that for the Lord, right? We're going to talk about dating. How do you do that? How do you do it for the Lord? We're going to talk about marriage. How do you do that? How do you do it for the Lord, right? All that kind of stuff. Uh, it's going to be super good. And right in the middle, we're going to have our Crux and Tines ball. So it's going to be a really fun February. It's going to be awesome, all right? So, but hey, this is something that, We've usually done um, at the end of the series. Last year, we went through this whole series, and at the very end, we did something that we call real talk. Do you guys, anyone here for that? You guys remember that? Real talk, right? And it got real, for sure. So basically, uh, but we want, I wanted to reverse it this kind of year, because what it was is last year, what we did, we did that, and then we said, hey, what are your questions? What do you have? Uh, and we had one night to kind of cover it. The problem was if there's a bunch of extra questions, we kind of already finished our series on it, right? And so I said, hey, let's start with real talk. You guys asking us questions, right? Asking our team questions, any question you want, okay? And then we're gonna spend some time just being real and talking about it, okay? And then also that helps us know what are the questions on your heart so that as we go through this series, we can actually address them and talk about them, okay? And so that, that way, if we don't get any questions tonight, we can include them into our series and we can just kind of go through it together, okay? Does that sound good? Any question that you want covered tonight or during this relationship series? We're gonna have... Dom and Emily speak on dating because it obviously worked for them. They have a great marriage, right? And so we're like, teach us your ways. Like, you guys did amazing, right? We're going to have Matt and Annie. They're going to come in and speak on marriage, which is so cool. We're having our worship pastors come speak on marriage. They have an amazing marriage. They're leading this church in worship. Amazing kids. So they're obviously doing it right. So we want to learn from them, right? So it's going to be Awesome. Just for time's sake, I'm going to start introducing our leaders over here. Leader number one, right here. What is your name? Diana. And let's see. What is your favorite toothpaste? You always do this. Well, she asked it. Okay, fine. What is some other question? Favorite ice cream. I'm just whatever toothpaste. Um, favorite ice cream? Probably Reese's peanut butter cup ice cream. Because it's got peanut butter and like chocolate in it. No, no, no. It's a thing. Check out Ralph's. Yeah, they have Kit Kat ice cream. I like Reese's ice cream, Pastor Taylor. Moving on. All right. I'm Lizzie. Favorite cereal? I don't eat cereal. Um, uh... Can I have a different question? <laughs> Vegetable. Okay. Um, beets. <laughs> My name is Yar. What's your question? Paris. Is that a country? Paris. France. 
I got you, girl. I got you. <laughs> All my Paris is in the country. I just. What's your name? My name is Susan. Hello, everybody. My name is Brianna. Well, I'm Patrick. What's up? Um, no, I'm not going to say all the superpowers. That's cheating. <laughs> I want them all. Um, no, um, probably like, uh, oh, oh, what's that movie with the guy that closes his eyes in the closet and like can go back in time? Stuff? Jumpers? No, 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 no. Yeah, the British one. That that guy's power. About time. Yeah, that one. Time travel. Yeah, but like the really cool way, you know. I have to find I have to find a dark room and like close my fists and close my eyes and stuff and like really really think hard. No, it's cool. It's cooler that way. Hello, I'm Emily. What? And authority has a question. I think probably the most one of the most recent ones we had. He like tried to recreate our first date. Our first date was a picnic under the stars. For this time, he strung lights in our apartment and hung the like fake glow in the dark stars and then had a. Um, like had like a little picnic laid out with like like charcuterie board, which was like super sweet. And he got like sandwiches like at our first date. And then we went to the planetarium and saw the stars. So yeah. Men take notes. Take notes. Take notes. <laughs> He's very thoughtful. He's very into the details. It goes a long way. I'm Joel. Hi Joel. Hi. What's up? She's got a question. So I was like, whatever, just get through him. <laughs> Probably my boots. That's it. Yeah. Or, or like dressy boot looking shoes, you know. Y'all actually got me nervous. All right. What do we got, LG? Yo, my name is David Knox. Most people call me by my first and my last name. <laughs> we are taking questions. So, my favorite Bible verse and why? Oh man, I can't preach a sermon either. That's really tough. I'm gonna go with John 17, um, 23, um, and, and 26 as well. Just talking about how like the love that Jesus has for us is the same love that God has for Jesus. And that is the truth that's closest to my heart, is that the way God loves me is the way God loves his son he spent a thousand eternities with. Boom. We could end the night right there and go home with lives changed. That was awesome. All right. And last but not least, this man over here. Hi, my name is Dominic. Question for Dominic. Now, just, just answer the one question. Just the one. Just the one. Favorite comic book. I really enjoyed the series Lock and Key. There you go. Is there why? I thought it was a really, really well done storytelling, really great characters, and it was kind of in my wheelhouse topically. I was just really, really fun. There you go. Everyone's like, okay. All right. All right, cool. So we are ready to start our night, okay? So we got questions at any time. You can run up, put more questions in here as well. There's more papers up here as well if you want them, okay? Yes. All right, Dominic. He's going to be my co-host tonight, helping me go through all these questions. 
We're not going to be able to get to all of them. That's what we want to do at the beginning so we can cover the rest throughout the series, okay? So, but we will try our best. So we'll probably limit it to two or three answers at the max so that we can get through as many questions as possible. Each one of these people are amazing, and they could all preach a 50-minute message on one question. So we're probably going to try to limit it down, okay? All right, so here we go. What is our first question of the night, Dominic? Okay, so we had at least four people that wrote basically the exact same idea of a question here. And it's kind of about the nature of pursuit and guys as the pursuer, girls as the pursuee in general. Is there exceptions to that? What happens if you are a woman who wants to be pursued but nothing's really happening? What, what do you do? What happens? What is the role of pursuit in relationship? Would anyone like to tackle this? You're like... Emily, the only married one, what happened? <laughs> Tell us, Emily. <laughs> Dominic pursued me. No. Um, yeah, so from crashing and burning and then successfully getting married, I will tell you that men want to pursue you. They don't want you to pursue them. Um, it makes them, not always, but I would say majority of the time, like when you take away a, a joy from them when you like make it easy. Like number one rule, ladies, is like, Love the Lord before anything else because then you're not going to be trying to get your needs filled everywhere else. So that's going to be number one. Um, and then the other thing I would say is like have really good friends that are going to surround you and that are going to help keep you grounded because ladies, we all tend to be like, oh my gosh, he looked at me. <gasps> We're getting married tomorrow. Like, I'm sorry, that's an extreme, but it happens, right? Can somebody else agree with me? Has anybody ever done that, right? Okay, so we need people to be like, girl, he had gas and he was not looking at you. Like, or you know what? No, he was looking at you. Like, I had people that grounded me like that for Dominic that were like, no, that's legit, you know, like, or, or no, you're reading in a thing. So that's super important. Um, but like position yourself to have like really good friends in your life. Um, and then I think the other thing I would say is that like the girls being the pursuee is the very rare exception, not the rule. Um, like people use the argument of Ruth in the Bible when she went and like sat at the feet of Boaz, but like that was like a one-time exception that there was like a lot of things that the Lord laid up for that to happen. And so like it is not our place to go like like prostrate ourselves and be like, date me, I'm single. Like our place is to like be, have good friends and like position ourselves and like be responsible, have good relationships around us and know that um, the right guy will do it at the right time. And if they're not pursuing you, they're not the right person, and you don't want someone who's not going to pursue you. Because then your relationship is going to be way more work than it needs to be. If, they, if they're not pursuing you, yeah, you don't, yeah. Well, there you go. So uh, another thing on the exception is kind of like, well, then how do you know the moment where you're the exception, right? You see uh, Ruth, she even figured it out with the council person in her life, right? Na Naomi? Naomi, I look to David every time when it's a Bible check. I'm like, is that right? So, so, but she went to the council in her life, the godly council, said, what do I do? And she said, hey, I feel like you can do this. And I would say, if you're at a place, and I've had those rare moments where a girl came to me and was like, dude, I don't know what to do. I just feel like I need to tell him, right? And then in praying, me and another counselor confirmed like, hey, it's okay. Go tell him so you can get free and then figure it out and then move on if he likes you or not kind of a thing. But it wasn't like she was asking him on a date and being like, you're the one I'm going to, you know, like she, she told him and she sat him down and said, hey, I like you. I just wanted to let you know. So I need to kind of figure out if I step back or where are you at or, and they had that talk, but it was interesting Now two or three of the council in her life said like, you really need to go tell him, you know? And so that was an exceptional one. But we see Ruth did the exact same thing. She went to her council and the council said like, yeah, like 
go for it, you know? But if you go to your council and your council's like, dude, don't do it. Like, that, I don't, we don't like that guy, right? You should really listen to that. So when you have godly counsel in your life, it really can help you guide through those rare moments of exception or not or how it looks, you know? Just stay in community counsel and talk to them about it, and that'll help give clarity. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and I think the other thing, a lot of times, like, I think women, we start to think like, well, like I'm ready. Why? Like, I don't want to wait around all this time or whatever. But like, like, I think a lot of times, like, and men don't yell at me, but like women statistically mature faster than men. And just like mentally, it's not, that is not meant anything disrespectful. It's like proof. So, you know what I mean? So we're sometimes ready before they are. But the thing is, is like, I like, I was single for a very long time before I married Dominic, like seven years before Dominic and I started dating and, like, as somebody who, like, made mistakes and, like, tried to date the wrong people and then married him, like, it is worth it to wait for the right person to pursue you. It is not going to be as hard. You're not going to have to strive for all this stuff. Like, and I know you're like, whatever, you can say that because you're married. Like, I'm serious. As somebody who, like, I was single for a very long time, like, it is worth it to wait for the right guy. And he will come. He will pursue you. It will happen. Cool. There you go. And uh, the men's sign. Any men want to take David? Your hand was out. You want to take it? Dominic? Did you have something? He was first putting his hand out. Let's go. David. I think like Emily said, it really is, it's an honor to pursue. And I think there's something that, that comes alive um, inside of you when you realize you have the character to really run after someone. Um, and I think uh, there's so many other things where you are practicing and working up to that initiation um, and yeah, I think that if you, if you have a father, he's going to teach you how to do that initiation and stuff. But I think sometimes that could be why it's tough, um, with asking for raises and doing other things like that, um, when people don't have practice with it. But if your whole life you've been getting kind of pushed towards that, like, hey, I want you to initiate, you know, it's like a kind of like, um, you feel like, oh man, I've made it. Like I'm a man because I tried and it didn't go well, but I tried, you know, I started the pursuit. Yeah, totally. And so I want to encourage you, women, if you're in the spot where you're like, I really like this guy, I don't know what to do, I feel like I need to tell him, I need to talk to him, like, that's okay. A lot a lot of women have felt like that. I would say, go talk to the counselor in your life and talk to him about, like, what do I do with it? And it might be one of the moments where they say, you know, I think you really need to talk to him, you know? Or they might say not. So I would just say, talk to them about it. It's not like a, a shutdown, I'm not ever allowed to bring it up. Not at all, you know? And uh, but just bring the bring the godly people in your life and see what they say, you know, and then just trust them and walk through it, you know. And then men, I would go off what David say is is just like be intentional and pursue people, you know. Like in it, it's one of those things is I wouldn't say like to men I encourage them don't be in the friend zone for like three, four, five, six, ten years, you know. Like if you if you if you like them if you like them just be cool with it and just ask them out for coffee, right? It's it's gonna be way harder in three years when they're your best friend and then you still like them, right? Right? And then you're devastated, right? Then, then you just, you know, you, you ask them out. And then if they say no, then you're not devastated. And then you can just work on having, being platonic friends. Like, that's fine, you know? And it's way easier. So I say, just be intentional. Just go for it. Just pursue, right? Is that fair? Is that good to say? Okay. Anyway, let's go next question. Dominic, take it away. Kind of like this one, too. All right. This one says, how do you know if God has called you to a life of singleness are there signs? I think that this is actually like real talk. This is real talk, a good question. Because this is the one that, like, okay, all right. She's ready. All righty. Um, so, <laughs> when you know you're called to singleness, 
is if you don't have the desire. So the thing about desire is God gives you that desire. So when you're thinking, oh, I really want to be married, like sometimes people put that shame, like, oh, I want to be married. But like, you know, people tell me to just like, wait, am I singleness or this and that? But the thing is, God gave you that desire. If you want a healthy marriage, if you want that godly marriage, he gave you that desire. But if you really don't care about getting married, you don't care about like, you know, the opposite sex, then you know you're called to singleness. I'm also reading a book called Let Me Be a Woman by Elizabeth Elliott, and she talks about there are three ways that people tend to have a life of singleness. And so the first way is not by choice. Um, Something happens. The second way is how Yar was saying, where you just don't have that desire. And then the third way is you're going after God so hard, um, and you have this huge calling in your life, and you some people make that decision that I'm better off to um, do this ministry that God has put in front of me and to not be distracted or anxious with worldly desires like pleasing a spouse. And so some people make that decision, even though they might have that slight call or that desire to marry, but they love God so much and they have a ministry that they feel so called to that they don't, they make that decision to not pursue marriage. And so there are different areas, but normally, in my opinion, I think you don't have this like burning desire for marriage, and God will give you the grace and the, the strength to do it. So good. So, so good. Yeah, the Bible literally says, if you have the burning desire to get married, go get married. And so, so the flip is true as well. If you don't have a burning desire, you know, kind of like she was saying, if you have the desire, like, yeah, I would like to, but it's okay. Like, I really would rather, I have a burning desire to kind of actually do something different. Uh, you know, follow that. But if you're like sitting there with the burning desire, like I am supposed to get married, then I don't care if you're 96 years old and you're still waiting, still believe I'm going to get married before I die. Like I have this burning desire. And then if you die and go to heaven, God's going to be like, surprise, you had the gift. You made it, you know? And so, and you're not going to be bummed because you'd be like, glory to God, I had the gift, right? So it's one of those things like if you, if you're like freaking out about it, then you're probably going to get married. It's okay. Like, that's fine. Like, you're normal. Like, you're totally normal. To have the desire to get married is a good thing. It's like a God-given thing. So it's a good thing, right? All right. Dominic. Awesome. I like this one, too. How do you know when you're ready to date? We're going to talk about that next week, the whole thing. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, so next week. Preview. (laughs) Um, Okay, sure. Um, (laughs) How do you know when you're ready to date? Um, I think that a good, like, soft rule for this is kind of like get your wholeness from the Lord. You know what I mean? Like, if you're after it just to fill yourself up, you know, like, probably not a good time to go date. It's not bad to have the desire to be in the relationship. It's not bad to have a desire to get married. But I think that if you're looking for something to fill what is actually the God spot in your life, you're, you're setting yourself up for a, a tough time in relationship. Not impossible. You know, God has grace. He can, all that. But I would say, when are you ready? Um, when you really are a whole person in the Lord, you know, you have those relationships. You have that good counsel. And you're, you're in a healthy place for it. You know what I mean? I, I think that in general, being in a place of, like, desperation and insecurity and stuff is not the best way. And I, I speak from experience because I've been in that season of, like, insecure and desperate. And, like, one, I think women can smell that on you. Like, dogs smell fear. But also, but, but, but also like, just real talk, but, al- but also it's like 
like real relationships are all about what you have to give and what you have to share and not what they can give me, right? So it's like when you're more of a full person, when we get all of our stuff from the Lord, it's so much easier to come into a relationship with something to offer, to come out of the overflow, to be able to pour out and think of them versus how they can complete me. You know what I'm saying? Um, is there maybe one more of someone who hasn't, who hasn't spoken yet? Yeah, Joel. Yeah, adding to what Dom said, um, getting wholeness from God, coming in the relationship. When you get filled up with God, when you're in the place of being, being satisfied with him and, and uh, you're really getting filled and fed, you know, uh, by God, you come to the relationship to, to give something, not to take. Because a lot of people will come to the relationship solely for filling the need or what they can take from it. And then what, the other thing I was going to say is just counsel. Good, good counsel. Find people who know your life. Find people who see you, who, you know, who know you real well and who, who you can trust and ask them. And depending on what they say, that's what I did. Uh, I think that's the best, because you need these outside perspectives to see blind spots and you need, these, you need people to, to look at your life you know, outside of your own eyes and tell you, hey, I, don't, you know, I think you're ready, I don't think you're ready. So counsel, there's some things that you just can't replace with counsel. That's one of them. Perfect. Awesome. So good. All right. You guys doing okay? Is this good? You doing all right? You enjoying it? Yeah? Yeah? Cool. All right. All right. Take it away, man. I think this was teed off pretty well. How do you pick counsel to help you with dating advice? Right after. Oh, wow. That was, wow. It's like there's a God who knows what we're doing. Here you go. First and foremost, people that you have relationship that know who you are, maybe have walked through some stuff with you. Like I know personally for me, my parents were really great counsel in my lifetime of this. And then other people that you maybe have walked life through. Like I go to Taylor for a lot of Christian questions. I'm like, I don't know what to do about this. Or I'll go to people that I've done life with or people that, um, like Pastor Daniel and Teresa using them as examples. Maybe there's someone that you see is doing something really well and I would position myself underneath them that because there's something that's how can I serve them so I can see how they do life and then maybe eventually I can start asking them questions or asking them to go to coffee and have intentional questions to ask them during that time and maybe over the time again you're building a relationship and you can ask them these different questions there's also like a part of that where your counsel should also be aligned with God um, because, like, if you're, having, if you're getting outside counsel from people who are in the world and they're, like, getting their opinion and, like, yeah, dude, she's totally cute. Like, you should totally go for her. Like, that's not going to work as well as, I don't know, man. Like, I'm praying over this. Like, she's great, like, but I just don't feel – don't judge me. <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, if they're saying, yeah, I really prayed over it and I just do not feel God saying go for her, I do, like, I don't know why. It just feels weird. And then you go to the next person and they go, yeah, I prayed over that and I don't feel God saying go for her. And then the next person in your group goes, I prayed for that and the God said don't go for her. I probably shouldn't go for her. Yeah. <laughs> like, but it's because God told three people, like, yeah, probably not. So it's probably not going to be a fruitful relationship. It's just kind of like if you listen, then it'll be good. But also, like, I don't know. I'll kind of end it with that. Just God should definitely be in your counsel. All righty. Hello, guys. Um, I would say another big piece of advice I have is to pray who your counsel should be. 
Um, cause I've done that before. Like there were certain mentors, um, that I like really liked what they had to offer. And so I, I just approached them and I said, Hey, would you, you know, invest into me? And so it worked. And then I've actually had the flip where I've had like people come up to me and say, Hey, like the Lord said, we need to like meet up. So I would just be open to that. Like pray, like pray either God bring the mentors to me or seek them out. The ones that God's highlighting to you. Yeah, that's so good. That's right on. So I very intentionally was like, God, I need a father figure in my life. And I I prayed and prayed and prayed. And then I just started pursuing. And it's kind of funny. You almost need to like date your counselor in the sense of like, like, hey, they're really amazing. Like, I want to get to know them. They have a lot I want to learn from and grow from. And they're living a life that I want to have, you know. And and so, so I, w- I would literally ask him out to call, can I take you out to lunch sometime, you know, and can I, right? And then you would talk, and then afterwards, like, well, that was a disaster, like, I didn't get it, you know? Or you might be like, that was amazing, like, I would really love to keep meeting up with you. It's almost like this weird kind of like dating your counsel, right? And then eventually, there's the risk, it's so, it's weird, it totally is. Then there was the risk of being like, hey, I'm really looking for a spiritual dad, like, can we meet up sometimes? Like, can you help me, you know? And there were some guys who straight up said to me, like, dude, you're amazing, um, but, like, I'm really busy right now in life, and uh, I would love to be there for you sometimes, but I can't, like, you know, and it, and, I, and then you had kind of a little bit of the rejection of, like, oh, it's okay, no, I understand, no, I understand, you know, and then and then I was so thankful, because I was praying, 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 and then one day, Pastor Daniel came up to me, and was like, hey, do you want to get lunch? I'd love to get to know you, and I'm like, what, right, and then he sat me down and said, God said, you're my son, and, and, do you want to be one of my sons? And I was like, yes, right? <laughs> I've been waiting for so long, right? But I waited years for that, right? Praying and pursuing mentors in my life. And I have a lot of mentors. I have like, he's like my dad, but I also have like uncles and then almost like grandparents, like, right? So I have other people who speak into my life, but I have kind of a main mom and dad, so to speak, you know? Um, but yeah, just kind of pursue it and go for it. Yeah. Absolutely. And I agree with Patrick. Don't, your counsel is not like all your roommate bros. You're like, yeah, dude, she's hot. Go for it. Like, no, no. <laughs> like, like actual godly counsel you're going after. Okay. Yes. We go here. I, I, I love this question personally. How do you define the relationship with someone you are friends with? Ooh, DTR. Who wants to take on the DTR? Huh? Huh? No one? No one? Yeah. Because it works for you. Hey. <laughs> um, so I really believe in open and honest communication. Um, and so uh, like Dominic and I will share a little bit more next week with our story. But we had kind of been like texting back and forth for a while and, and like hanging out <laughs> for a little bit. Um, and finally, like he was just being very intentional with his questions. And I was like, okay, before I start like having deep conversations with you, like I need to know where I was going. And he spoke, he did speak up first and said, Hey, like, I would really like to talk a little bit more about where we're at. Um, but I think that like, it's really important to just like, if you feel like something is, there's like sparks flying or you feel like there's something that's happening, it's really important to like make sure to clear the air. And if you're not interested in somebody, then it's very important that you come forward and say that because it's not fair to them. Like if you, you know, like if you're chatting and you think, oh, you know what, I think they might be into me or I can't really tell. Like it's so important to be like, hey, you're awesome. But just so you know, like we're just really great as friends. Um, But I think, yeah, I just think being open and honest and then being like, hey, like 
I've noticed that you've been really intentional in your questions with me. Where do you see this going? Like, is there, is there a reason behind this? Um, and then it opens the door for that because I just don't think it should be carried on longer than necessary because it causes um, either you like to find it and you're like, okay, we have a direction or we know that we need to like have a boundary in our friendship. Uh, and that's super important. Yeah, I, I'm really big on, like, the, the open communication, like she was talking about. And, and women, I wanted to say, like, I, I, mean, I mean, this is more opinion, but I think it's okay for women for you to initiate the DTR. If you're like, hey, like, we're texting all the time, and I don't really know what we are. Can we talk about this? <laughs> you know, because you're not really pursuing. You're really trying to clarify right there, like, what's going on, right? And then he has the choice in that moment to kind of step forward and start pursuing you or to be like, oh, no, we're not. And then you can say, well, I don't really talk to a bunch of other guys like this. Can we, like, do you back off a little bit? Like, don't text me really late at night like this, you know, things like that. But having the, the, having the talk sooner, having the talk that's just open communication, I think is so important. When things are just in the dark in the sense of, like, you just go on forever with it, it just gets super messy and drama and all that stuff. When you just talk about it, bring it to the light, take the pressure off. Like, I feel like everyone's so scared that if, oh no, if you find out I had feelings or a crush on you, then you're going to hate me forever or something. And there's all this weird pressure. And the average person would be like, no, we're still cool. I, I don't like you either. We're going to have to figure out how to be friends in a different way. But it's like the average person doesn't care. If someone did that to you, you're not going to ban them out of your life. You know what I mean? So take the pressure off and open up communication and just talk, right? If you have those feelings going on. Like, I think it's huge, just low pressure. I think in, in the Christian culture, sometimes we can put this huge pressure where it's like coffee date, marriage, you know? And so it's like, take the pressure off, man. Like, if you think, yeah, if you want to get to know her, be intentional about getting to know her. If you want to get to know him, be intentional and then also clarify what's going on, you know what I mean? But it's not like, you know, Starbucks to wedding. Like, it's, there's a lot of ground there, right? So take off the pressure, okay? Yeah. yeah. We went to Starbucks. We're going to get married right now. Like, chill out. Chill out. Slow down. Oh, DTRs are so good. Just, good. just yes and amen. Well, good thing about it, too, and, like, I'm just going to. Oh, can I clarify with yeah, you? Please, we were roommates, and at, like, 1130 at night, I look over. I'm like, who are you texting? And he's like, Emily. I'm like, bro you need to have a DTR. And I literally called him out on it. I was like, you need to talk to her. And then he was super intentional and he got a wife. Yes. All right. So DTRs are good. They're really good. They work, right? I brought, I brought flowers to our DTR, which was a bit much probably, but I was, I was in it to win it. So This is how I hope the conversation is going to go. Anyway, um, I like this. Okay, what does it look like to partner with God when pursuing someone you like? Can I speak to this first real quick? Okay, repeating the question is, what does it look like to partner with God when you're pursuing someone you like? I think a really good first step is talking to the Lord about it, right? I think, like, you know, I, I had this with my, my career, actually, my choice of school and what I was going to do with my life, where it wasn't until my sophomore year that I stopped, and I was like, hey, Lord, do you, do you want me to do this? I was already in the hole, like, 20 grand at this college, and, and he was like, no. <laughs> and I was like, it, it was like this thing of like, look, if you choose this, I'll bless it, 
But like, no, like this brings out like bad stuff in your character. Like, I don't want you here. And I'm like, man, I wish I would have asked at the beginning, like, what do you have for me? Are you in this? Is this whatever? Um, I would say the same thing about relationships. Like, if you know that you want the Lord to be with you in your pursuit, like invite him in, lay it on the table and say, hey, before I run and gun for this, like, what do you think about it, Lord? Um, And really trust him. Seek that wise counsel. And then the last thing I would say is like, Make sh- like if you can, like make sure you go in knowing like, hey, I am really receptive to this idea that wherever they are in the process, I want to be really honoring of that, right? I-, I think a really good way you know you're honoring what the Lord has for you is if you're like, okay, Lord, I think you're in this. I think this is great, but I know person X over there is not in a season of dating. They're in a season of healing or growing or figuring out all their stuff or they're dating someone else. Like, probably, like, not the time to pursue. You know what I mean? Like, trust the Lord's relationship with them as well and the seasons he's bringing them through as well, is what I would say. Yeah, yeah, if they're Dane's own, it's not your season. Red flag. <laughs> Red flag right there. I think... So have, like, a funny mini story about the whole thing with praying first. <laughs> so, like, towards my third year of college, there was a time where I was talking to this guy And, like, I was like, okay, it's going to go somewhere, so let me just pray about it. And, like, I did, like, this bold prayer, and I was like, Lord, you know, if you don't want this, just let him stop talking to me completely. And since then, he stopped talking to me completely. (laughs) And I was all like, thank you, God. (laughs) So God answers prayers. But what do you do when they keep texting you and you know they're not the right one? So that's what I'm going to speak on. That's what I'm going to speak on. Okay. <laughs> I'm just sorry. I had to come in with some comedy because that's just me. But um, no, I think also like just also looking at like like deal breakers, like for real deal breakers. Like like what? like. And one thing for me that I think about is what's the question one more time? I think I'm about to answer something different. Wait, no, for real. Will you say it one more time? Okay, well, part, okay, so I'm going to speak to the women for a minute. So as a woman, I think a beautiful question that you ask yourself is, is this somebody who I want to raise my children with? And for me, that has been the deciding factor or the deciding factor for it not to be with so many men that have come trying to pursue me. Because the thing, and that's my mom, that's what my mom told me is she's like, you know, a a man can really love the Lord, Susan, but like, is that going to be the man who's going to teach your children with you? Is he going to be the one who's going to initiate prayer time when your mind's going crazy and you're depressed and can't get out of bed? Da, 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 da. So I think in with the Lord and pursuing someone is don't just think about yourself. Because in that, sometimes we settle because we're still learning about our worth, which, of course, you want to do that before you go into the relationship. But a lot of times you're still working out those things as you do enter in all realness. You want to get as whole as you can. But when you're going into that, think about the future generation, even if it's just your nieces and nephews. Is this relationship going to be a relationship that shows and emanates the lifestyle of Christianity that I want to teach or that I want to be a, a, a breakthrough for my family to start to believe for that. And, and for me, that's where I'm at. I'm breaking a generational thing because everybody's always married somebody who maybe was kind of like loved the Lord but wasn't fully pursuing them, and then the women would give up their calling. So that's more than you needed to 
know. But so for me, one of the things I think we should all travail in with the Lord in pursuing someone is saying, does my calling match what they're called to do? Because that should be one of the biggest deal breakers. Because if they're not called to be a missionary and you want to go around the world, you're going to have some problems when it comes down to it. So uh, ask hard questions and don't be afraid if the answer is something that's uncomfortable at the time. Far less painful to find out sooner than later, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I use this example all the time. I was getting coffee with someone once, and I was like, wow, this person's amazing. And then I'm like, so do you want to do ministry? And they were like, no, not at all. Like, not at all, right? I do not want that life. And I mean, I was like, oh. And I'm like, oh, cool. And I just kept talking. But in my head, I'm like, check, please. Like, I'm done. Like, in the sense of, like, I'm not going to pursue someone who immediately already knows that that's not what I want to do with my life. Because you're going to be in tension your whole life, right? And so it's very important what she was saying of, like, Know your dreams, know what you really want to go after, and just run hard after God. And it's easy to pursue someone and God when they're also pursuing God, because then you're just running in the same direction, you know? And so run after God, and then look and see who's running next to you. You know, look to your left and right and see, like, wow, they're keeping up with me as I run hard after Jesus. You want to run together after Jesus, you know? Way better than someone who's like, I'm running that way, you know? Like, so pay attention. What are they pursuing? It's going to answer you if it's going to be easy to pursue them and God at the same time. All right, go for it. Uh, last question, yeah. What do we have? Cool, awesome. Well, this one could be kind of a downer to end on, but I think it's a really good one. Yeah, because I, I think that this is just real life, and I think that we can speak to this really practically and give some good stuff. Here's the question: How do you go through a breakup in a godly way? Parenthetical: Both being broken up with and breaking up with someone. How do we do it? Okay. Good question. I got this. Um, so about five years ago, I was dating a guy who was like not at the spiritual level that I desired. And I remember I was at a women's Bible study and they were like, Diana, you need to just initiate that conversation. And I knew I was supposed to, but I literally was praying like, God, have him break up with me. Like it was bad. And so I remember just asking him, do you want to grow spiritually? And please don't say yes for me. And he said, honestly, Diana, I'm content with where I'm at. So I knew immediately, like, this is ending. <laughs> and it was hard, but I'm so glad that I had that conversation. Because if I hadn't, we probably still would have, I mean, who knows what would have happened. So, yeah. Patrick? Yeah, I think another thing, too, is uh, back to the council, um, like, not isolating because the enemy is really going to try to come against you in both situations, both the breaker upper and the breaker up with her. Uh, I don't know the proper terms. Great for Um But the enemy is really going to try to come against you and like really feed lies into you about your self-worth, about everything. And if you really plug in and you find that counsel, um, you can go to them and say, hey, look, this is really like where my mindset's at. And I know it's not right, but I need to hear it from somebody else because... And if they're aligned with God again, and they're saying, dude, that is a lie. Like, let's pray. Let's break that off right now. Like, it's going to pull you out of that, like, way quicker than if you're just, like, in your room listening to, like, sobby breakup songs and, like, rom- rom-coms all day. Like, you know, it's not going to help you. It's, it's not, like, life's not a rom-com. So it's, not, like, you know, if, if you're aligned with God, if you're pressing into God, if you're, like, leaning into him again, well, romance God, like, you know, really, like, just deepen yourself with God, like, change your focus from, like, that person into God, and 
learn to pursue that instead. For I'm, I mean, guys pursuing girls pursuing both, you know, it it, it helps. <laughs> like, yeah, so good. Yeah, and so so good. If you're does, I I also want to say for the other side because one is kind of like if you're broken up with, you're heartbroken, like all this stuff, right? What he said, don't isolate, all that's so good. If you're on the other end where you're like, hey, I know this is God and, I, and we have to end it kind of a thing, I think same same thing of being community, being counsel, be pursuing the Lord, keep running after it. Don't let like lies and condemnation come in your heart, just saying like, I'm this horrible person. I can't believe I did this to them. I, I can't believe I just met, you know what I mean? Because the devil can come in another on through another door and just talk to you about how horrible and messed up you are. Like, look what you did, you know? And then and then come back and say, you ruined it all. You did all this, right? Don't pay attention to those lies. And that's why, like what he's saying is so important. Even if you're like, I know it's not true, expose it to the light, bring it to someone so that you can hear them say it's not true. And it, it just breaks power when you bring it to the light, you know? And then I would say a big thing too is just make sure to honor that other person and honor each other. Don't be like, uh, and, it, and it depends. I don't know if it's like they've been dating like a week or five years, you know what I mean? I have no idea what level, but just honor them. Like don't go around gossiping about them. Don't talk bad about them. Honor, honor them. They in the relationship told you a lot of insecurities and you told them a lot. You wouldn't want them going around telling everyone. And so you honor them and you don't go around and do that either. You treat them the way they deserve to be treated and honor them through the process, right? Honor God, honor them. Does that make sense? You know, because um, you can have a lot of dirt on each other right, if you're in a relationship, and it's just like, no, you give that to God, and you don't talk to anyone about that dirt, except for maybe the, the counsel in your life, you know, that's, I think it's really important to make an honor, and one of your highest goals when you're walking through something like that, yeah, awesome, question? Okay, we'll do a lightning round with this one, do guys talk about girls to each other? Yes? Cool, that was good. Still a good question, I mean, the people want to know, right? Okay, next one. As a single person, is dating okay? What does it mean to you? And what about dating multiple people at a time? Yeah, that was a pretty strong mmm right there from a couple people. Anybody want to speak to this? All right, David Knox, all the way in the back here. I'm excited. All right. Um, I think with dating, uh, sometimes there's been a stigma that's been brought against dating as a whole. And as a procedure or a process, because people have seen it done wrong in so many different ways. And we've seen people just get jacked up from it. And so dating gets such a bad reputation because we have so many examples of how it can just totally crush people, how it can take them off of the path of their calling and all this stuff. But there are examples, and it is possible to date in a healthy way. It is possible to date in a Christian way. And I think many times it's easy to see all of the dirt inside of a gold mine that dating can be because it's a gold mine, and there's mostly dirt. But there's so much good there, and so much that God can work through there. And so I think many of the people that have written it off, and many of the people that have just pushed it out and said, no, that there's no space for that in the church, they're only looking at the bad cases. And they're looking at how much damage it can bring. You know, But I think that it can be redeemed to be powerful. And speaking to the dating multiple people, um, I think that there's just another view of looking at dating that's, that you, you should be aware of. So there's some people who think that it's just like, hey, there's only one way to date, and that's it, right? But there's, there's two different models that I would really look to. I would really look to one where some people try to hang out in group settings and get to know someone through group settings primarily, and then they really start to pursue one singular individual. And I think if you want to go that path, you need to be extremely clear, communicating every step of the way, providing clarity, 
that, you know, in the friend setting that you have that DTR, you know, with them and that you shift to a moment and say, hey, now I'm moving to pursue. And I think there's another model where you can absolutely like I absolutely go out and I have coffee with Dominic just as a friend all the time. And you can do that with girls as well. And so as long as you're not pursuing that person and you just want to get to know them better, sometimes relationships can be such that it's very hard to get to know someone in a group setting. Um, and there can be all kinds of reasons behind that, but I think it's totally, it's totally permissible, you know, just to go to a public place, invite someone out to coffee, and then just say, hey, I just want to get to know you better. I want to learn more about you. And I think it's okay to be meeting with multiple, you know, different girls or multiple different guys at these coffee dates that are kind of like investigatory. But, you know, if you're... If you've already met for coffee just to get to know someone better, like one, two, like three times, you're, you're starting to push it. You're like, okay, you guys are starting to get to know each other, right, in that sort of way. And so that's really when I would want both parties to start pushing for the DTR, if that makes sense. Um, really just kind of like, hey, we've kind of met up a couple times. We sort of talked about our destinies a little bit, our dreams, you know. Um, and so that's when I'd really start initiating the DTR. But I'd say there's those two different models of like, I'm going to get to know you in groups and sometimes even like through a family setting. And then the other one of like, hey, we're, you're going to meet up with people, right? Um, and I think that you just need to be really clear with people, whichever one you believe in. And it's even okay if you disagree as long as you communicate, if that makes sense. So just like if you believe, hey, I can meet with multiple people and like go out to coffee and it's just like one or two times just to get to know them better, like make that very clear to them, especially if it ever comes up. Be like, hey, I am, I'm actually meeting with other people. You know, like make sure the girl knows that. Like if you're doing that and that's how you see dating, let her know, hey, I'm meeting with other people. I told you when I invited you out that like I wanted to get to know you better and I don't know you yet. It's impossible for me to decide if I like you because we don't know each other yet. And I would like to get to know you and see who you are and see how we fit together. And I am meeting with other people. I'd be extremely clear. I am meeting with other people or let them know I'm not. Yeah. Super good. I would say, I would say also run it through your filter. You don't have to say it exactly like that in that sense of like, hey, like I don't even know if I like you yet. We are not, like, I would say, I, I, I know the exact heart of what he's saying. Just be intentional about, like, uh, about explaining where you're at in the process and stuff. You know what I mean? And so, um, yeah. So, so I would say every person's going to, that's going to come out differently based on their personality and stuff, you know. Um, but I, I totally agree with David where there's, um, I, I don't feel like there's one perfect right way to do it. And I like how he's, I've never heard it pitched like that. Like, there's this model and then there's this model. And, and I think both are correct. Both work. Both. Both can work. I've seen success on both. So there is no perfect, like, this is how you do it perfectly. But I think on both of them, he talked about being very intentional about getting to know that person, you know, and intentional about communication along the way as well on both sides of that same model. So either way, when you're walking with everything in the light and everything communicating, then that, I think that's the closest thing to a model, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Did we have anything else? What's that? Did we have any other questions? Let's see. We have five minutes. Do you guys want to do one last question? Are we good? Yeah, one more. And uh, like I said, uh, other questions, we can address them. A lot of these we'll probably bring up again in the, you know, the series as we go through this relationship series. If, you, if there's something we said that you didn't understand or you're having a hard time with, just come up and start bringing everything to light and communicate. Practice on us, you know, and start uh, just say, hey, I had a really hard time when you said that. Let's begin the relationship now of, like, connecting and walking through this together as a family, okay? One final question. Yeah. All good? Yep. All right. Okay, I think I think I understand the heart of this. It's I, I think it's really good if so. 
It's how do you get around and or not engage with the dating game of low-key flirting and hanging out, but nothing really happens? I think we kind of spoke to this. Yeah, like the friend zone thing. I, I think, honestly, a good answer for this, too, is like DTR. You know, I think that if you're in kind of a nebulous no man's land of what is happening, what are we doing, is there chemistry, is there nothing, I don't know. You know, I think it's a great time for a DTR or for boundaries. Um, I think that that's a really great way to stop playing those games, basically. Um, it's just by being really intentional and just communicating. Oh, I think I saw Patrick first, but he's going to be a gentleman. I was just kind of going to say, like, don't play the games. Like, it's not really fair to the other person. Like, if you're fr flirting around and, like, like, be, like, like, if you're pursuing them, then pursue them. If you're not, then not. Like, don't play those games of, like, I'm going to keep being flirty and touchy and, like, text you late at night and stuff and, like, draw your heart into me and then just say, actually, psych, like, friend zone. <laughs> like, it's just, it, it, like, it doesn't feel right to me. Like, if, I, if I'm going to be, like, late night doing stuff and, like, flirting and, like, intentionally flirting just to, like, learn how to flirt at the cost of your heart. Like, you know? And I think also, like, just check your heart as well. So, like, if you notice that, like, hey, every time I get in, like, these deep conversations with this guy, my heart is just, like, dying. And it's, like, leaving me with, like, just, like, this really, like, whatever. It's leaving me with this negative sentiment. I think that's something you have to explore. And you have to say, okay, do I have to adjust an area, uh, a behavior? Am I, am I letting him in too far into, like, a place of intimacy that's stirring something up inside of me that I'm realizing that like, yo, like, like I might be able to do that with everybody, but for some reason with you, I can't or whatever it is. It does. It's not going to look the same with every single person, but recognize like, Hey, like you, for some reason telling me I'm beautiful. Like, I don't like when you tell other people they're beautiful after like, you know, like, I don't know, whatever it is. I don't know. I'm just, I'm being kind of like joking in my, my way. I'm like saying it, but sincerely, like, gauge your heart if you're noticing that like you've been around this person a lot and this is stirring something up inside of you and it's not leading anywhere you've already done the DTR they only want to be friends or if somebody's already told you that they want something more and you know you don't like don't be messed up like have a healthy boundary I'm being serious because I've had to like like for me like help people to go like no like you don't like them like that. It's not fair for them for you to fill a place that you're just lonely or a void. Again, going back to question A, fill that void. Come in a place of wholeness so that when you're coming, it's 100-100, not 50-50. So good. All right, awesome. Did you guys get blessed tonight through all this? So good. Yeah, I think um, one of the main things is there's no perfect formula, you know. You're going to hear different stories. Some people are like, I heard the audible voice of God tell me that was my spouse. Other people are like, I never heard a thing. You're like, we just got along really well, you know. Like, it, so you're going to hear different stories. You're going to hear uh, different methods. The Bible, we see different methods, different stories. So there's no, like, perfect formula. That's why there's a million books out there, and every year there's a bunch more written on how to do it. And so we're never going to, like, perfectly figure it out. The biggest thing is staying plugged into your community, pursuing God with everything you got, bringing open communication, bringing things to the light, honoring each other. So there's, there's principles that you can include into this, but there's no perfect formula, you know. Um, and, and just, but if you have those things, honor, communication, community, God, you're going to do pretty well. And even if it, and at the end of the day, dating, the whole point of dating is to see if it leads to marriage or not. So a breakup is, was successful dating because it showed you that 
okay, we're not supposed to get married, you know? And that's okay. There's not like this huge, horrible condemnation. I'm this horrible person. I broke up, you know? It's like, no, that means it served its purpose. So take off that. Take off the pressure, you know what I mean? And just do it with honor. Do it in the light. Do it, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I care more about the principles than the formula, you know? Um, but we're going to be going after these principles the next couple weeks, which I'm really excited about. And the most successful of all of us on this team, because the only married ones that worked out, Dominic and Emily, they are going to be teaching us next week about dating, about some of these principles. We'll have a time afterwards where you can just raise your hand and ask specific questions about dating and things like that as well. We're, we're going to have kind of a family time where they can, you can just ask them away, like, whatever questions. So this series, we're going to get really close. We're going to be really vulnerable, really personal, and it's going to be awesome. All right, so, hey, one last thing. Uh, we're going to do this, and then we're going to close and uh, pray. So I'm really excited. I almost changed the entire night because I heard that there was about 50-something people over there right now doing some kind of, a, I guess, at the quad, there's some kind of a party thing going on, right? So I heard my heart lights up for evangelism and the loss. So the minute I heard, I was like, let's cancel everything and go, right? But then it was like all this stuff happened, and God was showing me like, no, 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 like this, was the, this is what I want you to do. So that's why we didn't end up doing it, but I was close. I was so close. I told the whole team we're, not, we're, we're going to go evangelize, right? But we would have walked over with 40 people on 50 people, and it would have been like a gang battle. So, so basically, <laughs> right? So, so what we did, as I said, let's, okay, all right, Jesus, I'm totally jumping the gun, right? So because I just have a heart for the loss. So, but what we are going to do is I want to basically, I want, I just want to go over there for myself, right? And, uh, and I know a couple others want to, so if there's, uh, Crux is over, but if anyone, a couple people, a group want to go over there and just see if we can pray for people, see what happens, see if maybe someone will get saved, maybe we'll get rejected and praise God. I don't know what's going to happen, but I definitely want to say, hey, if there's a group that wants to go with myself. John, I believe, is going with me as well. This man's an evangelism machine. Um, we're going to go over there and just see if we can talk to people and pray for people just for a little while. I think they're done at 10, so the max we could be over there is like 50 minutes anyway. Um, but we're just going to go for it, okay? But if you need to leave, though, the night's officially over there. Also, there's a whole team here that's going to be tearing down, hanging out, talking, all that stuff as well. So don't feel pressure, okay? Just go over if you want to go over with us, okay? Sound good? All right. Well, Lord, I thank you for this night, God. Uh, I thank you for your ultimate plan that you had for us, this family, and the crux, God. I thank you that, um, that you, you want real talk. Like, you don't, you don't like the fake talk back and forth. You don't like the mask. You want us to be open, be vulnerable, God, share different opinions, all the different things. You invite us to be a family that is vulnerable with each other, God. And so I thank you. That's what happened tonight. And I ask that tonight, uh, like a spark went off, that we'd be willing to be vulnerable with each other. God, I ask, if anything, I ask that you would make us a Christian group that's not weird about dating, God. I ask that you'd make us a Christian group that, that, that we take off the pressure, but we give it the utmost honor. That we, we take off all the condemnation of the past, but we pursue you and we're intentional about communication. God, I just, I just ask that, that you would teach us how to do this right, God, and that ultimately we give you glory even through the way that we date. That even after a relationship, if it works, the marriage gives glory. But if it doesn't work, we can look back and say, I grew closer to God because of that relationship, Lord. That, that there would just be glory to you no matter what, Lord. And at the end of the day, we trust you, and we're going to try to do it the best we can, Lord. But as we go into the series, just help us learn. Help us to get a hold of your heart, God. God, I ask that as we go over, and if a couple people, if we all go over, whatever, but I ask that you would set up souls tonight to get saved. I ask that people would get healed, God. God, I ask that, that right now you would stir hearts. God, I ask that you do something miraculous and that it would be a spark and even
the whole quad would get saved. God, I just ask that open doors would happen, that we'd see baptisms in those pools, God. God, that we would see uh, just an amazing thing happen and that you'd spark something tonight. So even go with the crew that's gonna go over there and evangelize. Go with us, go before us and prepare hearts. But we love you, Holy Spirit, and it's all for you and your glory. In your name, the Crux family says, amen. All right, love you guys. Thank you for listening to the Crux Podcast Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit summitsanmarcos.com for other exciting content from Summit Church.